Alright, brother, start cleaning those tires. Another one green this time. Remember, they fan out down there. So protect that bottom. So Sunday drive. Five off, man. Face cars off. Be ready. Yeah, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. Be ready. Green flag. Green, green. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass. I am Randy Miller, Tom Baker, of course, sitting with me as always, uh, talking motorsports as we always do. Um, we are uh, two weeks away, or I guess this week and next week, our final shows of 2022. Tom, it's hard to believe we've already gone through the entire it. year. Crazy. I can't believe that it's almost the, it's going to be mid-December next week. Insane. I, as you get older, and I'm, I'm getting older quicker. Um, it seems like the years just go by faster. It does. It, it does know? seem that way. And it seems like just yesterday we were talking about getting ready for, you know, the clash in Daytona and then the season flew by and now here we are, you know, getting ready for the, the what little off season that they do have. I mean, I guess it sort of has already started, but, uh, the awards banquet took place this past week. Um, so we'll talk about the awards banquet. I, I'm kind of uh, interested to see. Uh, what your take is on on the awards banquet as a whole? Um, I, I didn't watch it just because to me it's boring. But I, I, I'm just gonna be <laughs> honest. I find it boring. The speeches are kind of cool, but uh, overall, I, I I don't know. They they need to do something to maybe spruce it up a little bit or change some things around to make it more exciting. I don't I don't know what the answer is. Um, typically, racing banquets are boring in in and of itself. I've been to several and been a part of several in my lifetime. Um, none of them were fun. Um, I have you, some ideas. Until you get drunk and go, and then it gets a little bit funner. But, um, but we'll, we'll talk about that. The Snowball Derby also took place um, over the weekend. One of the one of the most marquee events on the short track season schedule. Um, so we'll talk about kind of uh, what happened. Uh, for those of you who didn't see it, Derek Thorne finally got his win. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, and I'm also kind of interested to, to know what, what Tom's kind of bucket list marquee short track race would be um because we we there's a lot of them um there's tons of them all year long um and they cover every genre of motorsports possible um but i'm interested to kind of see what uh what's what's on your bucket list uh in terms of uh you know s- scheduling and if there was one marquee short track race in the world you could attend that you've never attended uh what would it be so um, well, we've got some other news, some other things coming down the pipeline that we'll talk about, uh, but it's going to kind of be a, a casual night, and uh, we'll kick it all off when we come back here on the NSFS. Stick with us. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information, report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know, it won't start. How are we getting home? Chill, my parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you. Um, as we always do, talk racing each and every week. Um, we are going to sort of uh, bring on sort of a, a new kind of co-host. I mean, he's been on the show several times, but he's going to start at the beginning of next year. Um, Christian Rose is going to be sort of a kind of a fill-in slash co-host with us. He won't be here every week, but he'll be here some weeks. Um, so he'll kind of be more Most of a weeks, permanent part. Yeah, yeah, a more permanent part of our uh, of our team. So we're going to welcome him when we come back from holiday break, uh, which begins after our show next week, because um, we're going to take uh, Christmas week and New Year's week off, and then we'll come back. I think it's January third, second, second uh, well, is that, when that we record. Week of, yeah, yeah, that yeah. the week of the the New Year. Yes, um, to record our first show of 2023, which is going to take a lot of time to get used to. Um, but nonetheless, um, so NASCAR had their awards banquet over the last week or so, um, crowned all three of our champions officially. Uh, so of course, Zane Smith uh, took the podium in the Xfinity or in the uh, Truck Series uh, Championship uh, dinner or awards dinner awards ceremony, um, and then of course in the uh, Xfinity Series it was Ty Gibbs, and uh, a Cup Series was uh, of course Slice Bread Joey Logano. So uh, I mentioned at the top of the show. I don't. I don't. I used to watch the the awards banquet pretty religiously, um, but I, I find it to become as I got older a little bit more boring. It doesn't really have quite the same effect as obviously a, a music award show is a lot different um, for various reasons. Um, but it, it's kind of like the SB awards. Like there's, there's such, uh, even the Academy Awards, I guess you could say, because it's really, there's no, there's no substance 
to what we do. I mean, you, you pretty much know the order in which they're going to get up and speak. And um, for the most part, you kind of know what they're going to talk about. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like if you're going to be – if you're going to broadcast this whole awards show, um, which, by the way, was on a tape delay. It wasn't even live like it has been in previous years. Yeah. Um, then you kind of need to do something to, to, you know, I guess hold everybody's attention. I, I don't know what it would take, um, a circus breaking. I don't know what it would take to, to hold people's <laughs> attention. But it just seems like it's way too boring of a festive, uh, of, you know, festivities to, to be, of course, over, what, three hours or whatever it takes to do this award ceremony. Four words. And there's a fight. That's what it would take. Um Hold it in a that'd bar. Be great. That'd be great. It needs to be held at a bar. A that's game, that's that's game, game show style. You know, um, you know, have them shooting pool. You know, that kind of thing. Um, no, I, look. It, here's the thing. Um, NASCAR has always wanted to have a what you would what some people call a big wing ding. Right at the end, they want to do it right. They want to celebrate the champions and celebrate at the end of the year, the right way. So for many, many, many years, it was held here in the, in Charlotte, um, down at the convention center. And then they moved it. I think last year, right. Was it last year or the year before um, to Nashville? The year before, no, maybe it was last year. I think it was last year, 2021. Yeah, we did it Vegas it when Vegas was, we did Vegas. Yeah, for I think, years yeah, that's right. They did New York. They did New York and then Vegas. Yeah. And then, yeah. So they've been around. They like to go and, and make it, you know, country club style. Tuxes, you know, monkey suits, as my dad used to say, um, you know, dress up um, and, and, and go go rock out in style. The, the thing is, is is and I'm not sure that it's probably this way today so much. But back in the day when you had a bunch of um, Carolina Southern boys. You know what I mean? Like right. it, it. That's just typically not what Carolina Southern boys do, right? And so it's almost like we all, we all go and and spend um, a couple days kind of being pretentious. We're pretending that we're high society people. Now you've got such a cross section of people in NASCAR that it kind of has become that a little bit. And I was hoping that when they moved it to Nashville that they would do something a little more sort of upscale or not upscale, but musical and, yeah, and, and entertaining. You're in the heart of music city. For yes. God's sake. I mean, yeah. you know, you could get some entertainer to come in. You know, you know, it's, it's like, you know, get Travis Tritt to come in and rock, rock out a yeah. little bit, you know, that kind of thing. And you know, if now here's the thing, if you are one of the drivers or the team members and you're there, there are concerts that happen in and around yeah, it. Right, right, of course. You have private shows, and because, you know, I was talking to Chris Murdoch, and of course, Chris was there as the PR for Zane Smith, who won the truck championship, and mm-hmm. Chris was telling me about all the things they got to do. But, you, but the banquet itself, especially the cup banquet, to me is just pretty much as dry as a bone. Yeah. And, and the speeches, you know, I. There are some that have a little fun with it. I mean, but honestly, I don't think we've had a really funny moment in a speech since Jeff Gordon pulled out the milk back in 1995 or whatever that was, you know, Um, and the look on Mm. Dale Earnhardt's face was just priceless. You could just see how much he thought that was wicked cool. Right. 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 Um, and, And really approved of that. And so. 
you know, I just don't, I don't know. I think, I think they feel to me a little too upscale and a little too official, but I do understand why NASCAR wants to do it. And I think honestly, a lot of the drivers kind of enjoy it. You know, that's their moment to be celebrated, but I just feel like in some way, shape or form, it ought to just be more fun and more lively and you know, and maybe the the personality of the drivers should come out a little more. You know, that's that's true. I I almost feel like it should be some sort of like you know laid back. I don't want to say talk show, but like if you remember back when uh, Budweiser did the shootout um, back in Daytona several years ago, but they used to have like a show that uh, like a, a show that came on where they would pick their numbers. Yeah. And they would do it like, you know, at a in a bar type format, you know, yeah. where you, you pick the beer bottle and then you get the open whatever. But it was just like like a casual conversation amongst the 16 drivers or whatever that yeah. that was part of the that was part of the bud shootout. And they just sat around at tables for an hour and just, you know, sh- shoot the crap or whatever and you know, pick their numbers yeah. and had a great time. And I feel like that's kind of what you know. You you can dumb it down a little bit, like just let it, let them be themselves. But you don't have to do all this formality thing. If you pick a really good, you know, a really good MC, you know, Clip Boyer, or no, somebody no, no, who no. has a lot of personality, it should be a Dale Junior download. Oh yeah, even that's, that's even better. That's, that's what you do right better. there. Yeah. I thought the highlight of the whole um, week, the whole banquet weekend, was when they introduced Ty Gibbs. And he yeah. came up to get his championship, and everybody stood up and applauded. Mm-hmm. Gave him an ovation. That was very touching. I think Ty was genuinely like caught off guard by that, right? You know, and it was a very. I think that was a very sort of emotional and very you know moving kind of moment, um, and and very appropriate, obviously, given the circumstances. Um, and and I thought that was the highlight of the entire banquet. Banquet scene. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I think that you will see. Speaking of Ty, I think you'll see a, a different version of Ty. Uh, not only because he's moving up to the Cup Series, but just because of everything that's happened to him. Yeah. Um, you know, in in the weeks since he's he's won this championship, um, with losing his dad and then having to to deal with all of the the backlash from you know getting into that that Final Four, um, and, and having to endure all of that back in, in Phoenix weekend. But I I think just. You're you're gonna see a situation where you'll see a kid grow before your eyes, yeah, um, and and it's much more quicker than he probably would want to. Um, but you know, as we go into 2023, and of course, you know, we'll talk more about um, 2023 when we get there. But I I think when it comes to somebody like Ty, you'll see uh, how much of a difference this has made in him just in the last several weeks of everything he's gone through. Well, it has to. I mean, you know, how do you? And for those who don't know, Ty won the NASCAR Xfinity Series championship. He won the the final race at Phoenix, which was, that's the championship race. So he won the championship of the series. And then they went, they they had all the the pomp and circumstance and celebrations and all the pictures and everything. So him and his dad and his mom, you know, they've got, you know, pictures together with the trophy and all of that. And and then um, the next morning, his father was found dead in in his sleep. He had died in his sleep in the in the the at, at, in Phoenix in the I assume, presume a hotel room right, or whatever right. they were stay wherever they were yeah. staying. And I mean, it's like so. Ty's world here. He is this nineteen year old who's just been through, you know, basically a hell week of media following what he did at Martinsville with with his teammate, and then. Um, you win the championship and it's the highest of highs. And then you have that happen. So we'll talk more about that on the other side of the break back with more in a moment. 
How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. My name's Eric Jones, and you're listening to the Inside Path. Eric Jones bringing us back from break. We'll talk about him in a little bit. He was part of the Snowball Derby. Uh, had a decent shot of winning uh, if it wasn't for Derek Thorne and the fact that uh, he got ran over by Tommy Jeske. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that when we get to the Snowball Derby. We're, we're kind of talking about the awards bank. You know, we kind of mentioned um, that NASCAR needs to do something, kind of spice things up a little bit, make it a little bit more interesting. But there are there were some other highlights aside from the fact that we crowned all three champions. One of them is uh, what is called the Myers Brothers Award, um, which is kind of like an excellence. Um, it's an award that's designed to um, sort of reward excellence in the field of you know a driver, a team, an organization, uh, some part of the motorsports world that uh, whoever the voting the, the you know voting committee is that votes that, that says that this person um, has made huge contributions to the sport. This year they gave it to Justin Marks. 
Um, and obviously, with everything that Justin has done just in the last, you know, in the last year of creating Trackhouse Racing, buying Chip Ganassi Racing, um, and then creating this, you know, this great and fantastic organization that's come out of the box swinging um, with Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez, and just being able to see what that team has accomplished in this, this short year that they've been, uh, you know, a complete organization, and and having Ross Chastain come so close to winning the championship. I don't think there's another person out there that you can pick for this award just because of everything, the impact that that team and the organization has had on the sport just in this year. Yeah, I feel like we, I feel like if when you look at the teams this year, first of all, dealing with a brand new race car, you know, you'd had a number of tests, but it never raised. Dealing with a brand new race car and, kind of having to go through adjusting to that and, and all the little issues and quirks that it's had, you know, the, the, all the teams had a ton of, of kind of unusual stuff to deal with even more so than they normally win the season track house, which was basically a second year team, but a first year two car team, um, having bought chip Ganassi racing last year after being just a one car team, previous track house racing came into this season. And I think people saw them as, you know, a team that could have some moments, but I don't think anybody would have figured at the beginning of the year that either of those cars would, would go deep into the playoffs. And, you know, Ross Chastain uh, wins a couple of races. Daniel Suarez wins his first race. Finally, that moment came for him. And I feel like what, what we watched you was a team that kind of grew up before our eyes this year. This was a race team that started, you know, really not knowing kind of where it was going, but boy, they were among the first to pick up on the new car and, and really, you know, spend a lot of time running up front with both of their drivers over the course of the spring into the early summer. Then they kind of, they didn't really go into a slump. They just sort of leveled off. I think other teams kind of caught up to them. But then you get to the playoffs. Of course, we all know about, you know, the holy crap video game move, you know, that Ross made at Martinsville to, um, you know, make it to the Final Four. And so this was a team, and then I think the the kind of unsung part of this is the establishment of that 91 car that I think you're going to see a lot more of next year with some international drivers and some different drivers in it. Um, so this is a, a team that's being run very differently. Justin and, and, and his whole sort of executive organization, Pitbull, everybody that's involved there are running this as – one team. There's two there's two cars and two two teams, but it's one organization. And you know, everybody's bought in to his business model and his philosophy. It's stunning actually what they accomplished this year. And honestly, I think you're gonna see even more from them going forward. These these drivers are both still young and hungry and they're going to be a top team for a lot of years to come, I think. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of scary, but at the same time, it's also makes you kind of wonder, you know, where do you go from here? I mean, obviously, the next step is going to be a championship, which I think it's obviously going to happen at some point for you would think either Ross Chastain or you know even Daniel Suarez. Um, but I, I think what makes the team so unique, and we we compare them a lot of the time to 
a team like College Racing because of the organization and the way that the, yeah. the positivity that yeah, Chris Rice has and uh, you know, Matt Colling and those guys over there, what they do to that organization. I see a lot of that in Justin Mark's team with Pitbull and yes. you know just just being able to do what they're doing, and then now they're bringing in this Project Ninety One car, um, and, and who knows what. They have in store for that car. There's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of people that that can be in that car. The car is designed to sort of reward you know international drivers with an opportunity to run in the Cub Series, you know, road courses and things like that. Um, and there's a plethora of list of drivers that can be in that car at some point. But I think no matter who they choose, um, is going to be able to help um, you know Daniel Suarez and Ross Chastain to a certain extent because even though these are international guys coming in. And, and running these cars on a part-time basis, a lot of them with, with zero to no um, track experience or, or cup experience of, of any kind. Um, but being able to come in and run these road courses on courses that they're familiar with and kind of you know looking at a Ross Chastain or looking at a Daniel Suarez, who's no stranger to road course races himself, uh, being from Mexico and, and running the, uh, the, the NASCAR Mexican Series. But just being able to come in and do – different things with the team and kind of give them different pointers and things like that. It's not only going to help the team, which is a scary thought when you think of where they where they ended 2022 going into 2023, how much better the team can actually end up being yeah. and how many more races that both Ross and Daniel are going to be able to win this year. Well, and see, that's the thing. Now, again, we, we're going into 23, and everybody would say, well, okay, the car's not new anymore. Well, yeah, it kind of is still, and they're going to make some changes to it, mostly – to hopefully make it a little safer and, um, you know, but, but again, I don't see this team slowing down at all. These drivers are very aggressive. It's the same personnel. It's only going to get better. And, you know, I, I think it, what they've done is an interesting model. I think it's great for, for the sport. And, uh, you know, I, I see nothing, uh, but, you know, success ahead for this team and uh, it is, it is, it's fun. It's fun to watch somebody new like Justin Marks come in with a different philosophy, a different business model, a different approach to it, and actually be successful against these, you know, these kind of uh, established elite teams that have been ruling the sport for so long. From a business perspective, too, it's also great to see because you know, when you, if you're a business guy and you're trying to come into the sport and become an investor or put your brand on a car. You automatically think of the Hendricks, the right. Roushes, the Penskys, the yep. the Gibbs, but then you have this Trackhouse Racing team that's still fairly new. You're like, where what where, where did this team come from? Um, but it's it's great to see because it it gets more people interested in the product. It gets guys like Pitbull into the sport, yes. Which with his fan base, it, you know, brings a whole new you know wave of, of fans to the to the track Absolutely. and to the scene. Yep. Um, and it's a positive thing, and we're getting to that point now where we're seeing more and more minorities and more and more diversity in the ownership roles in the Cup Series garage, and everybody that comes into the sport always brings new people, which is helping to grow our sport. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's key. Is it's a new demographic. It it's a it, it's a it's just so different. Justin is is not. He's a very young. Um, I mean, he's not young. He's not 20-something. But, I mean, he's a different sort of businessman. He's almost like an entrepreneur up against, you know, the Penskys and the Hendricks and the Gibbs who, you know, all have the huge. He's just a different style. And I think he brings with that a different attitude from his people. And, like I said, 
everybody's bought into his philosophy and, of course, to, to exactly what they're doing. I just think this, this team has the chance to be one of the top teams for years to come. And I think it's, it's also, I think, a model that you're going to see more of coming into the sport if NASCAR makes that possible with other charters and things. But I think, I think you could see more of these, these types of teams pop up. Yeah, so the other uh, news that came out of the awards ceremony, of course, is the Most Popular Driver Awards, which if you follow NASCAR at all, you would know that the, the Cup Series Most Popular Driver Award uh, typically stays with one person for 25 years or so and then goes yeah. to the next person. Until <laughs> they um, retire. But it's been uh, it's been Dale Earnhardt, and then it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, well, was, no, it was well, actually it was Bill, Bill Elliott, Elliott, then Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr., yeah, yeah. and now Chase Elliott. Earnhardt got it one year. He did get it one year. Yeah. Um, and so Chase Elliott, uh, there have, have been a lot, of, uh, a lot of people who, you know, have kind of voted for, for guys like Kyle Larson to sort of take that role away. But you know, Chase has a pretty good grip, uh, mostly with, uh, with college girls. Um, but um, <laughs> he's got he's got the young fan vote down pretty good. Um, so he he of course did walk away with the most popular driver um, in the Cup Series. Xfinity and trucks trucks really isn't a surprise. Haley Deegan uh, won yeah. that award. I mean, obviously you know she's probably um, obviously on a much higher level than Danica Patrick in terms of you know just star power and you know female uh, right uh, whatever ambassador for the garage area. But in the Xfinity Series. It went to Noah Gregson, and and I, I I can see how people have kind of like taken a liking to him because of he has this outlandish and you know very, uh, you know I, I don't care type of personality. But I mean he did kind of rub people the wrong way toward the end of the year. But I'm glad to see that people are starting to take notice of Noah behind all of the glitz and glamour that he does. You know, and, and all the excursion things that he does, he really is a good driver. Well, but I don't think they voted for him for his driving skills, no, in all do. fairness. No, no. You it's know, all they, in entertainment. It, it's, well, exactly. And see, they find Noah to be very authentic. In, that's true. In, in some, I think a lot of that's good, maybe some of it's not. But but he it Noah is Noah. There's nobody like Noah in the garage, and that's why I think people take a liking to him as they find him very real and and there's no pretentiousness. He does he does a lot of things that nobody else would do. He doesn't care if you like him or not, really. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he changes as he gets into the the his cup series part of his career. This year, especially on a team with Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson. No, that's true. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. We'll be right back. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you talking motorsports. So we, we're kind of sort of breaking down the awards ceremony that took place this past week um, where we crowned our officially crowned our champions, most popular drivers, um, and, and the various awards that, that sort of come with the pop and circumstance, as we like to say, um, of the awards ceremony. But we were talking about the diversity in the sport and bringing yeah. new people aboard and kind of you know going out and kind of finding these new um, investors to come into the sport and bringing their audience and their new fans into the sport. Um, and there's actually another one that's sort of on the horizon. Um, her, it's a her. Her name is Phyllis Newhouse. Uh, she's a cybersecurity. Um, she owns a really big cybersecurity firm, um, and she's also an investor. And uh, if this happens, she would be the first black um, female owner in the sport. Um, but she's looking to get into the Cup Series as an owner. And so when I, when I first read the story, I was thinking, oh, you know, that she's going to come in and invest in a team. But she's actually wanting to go and basically start fresh for, you know, either buy a, buy a team uh, from somebody else and sort of, you know, build it from the ground up, much like Justin Marks did, um, or just start a whole new team, which is very hard to do 
with the kind of the way that the you know the, the charter system works and yeah. things like that, which we'll talk about later because there's a lot to that too. Um, but I, I think it's great. We talked about Pitbull, you know, Michael Jordan coming into the sport. Um, we've got uh, uh, Alvin Kamara, who's has kind of been dabbling in different places and kind of doing different things too. Um, we've got all these new Pete Emmett Smith has come into the sport in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so we've got all of these, you know, ex ex football players and ex sports athletes and investors and businessmen coming into the sport, which is helping to grow our sport. Um, and it's great to see people like this who. If you look at NASCAR as a whole, you don't really think about cybersecurity much. But this, you know, this, this female entrepreneur CEO is going to come into the sport and say, you know, I'm going to, I want to set my roots down in NASCAR and, and build a foundation for myself, which is awesome. Well, she and from what I've read, she at first was thinking maybe she would try to find a a smaller team right. to partner with, mm-hmm. and then. She decided that maybe she would partner with a bigger team, and but uh, but uh, apparently she hasn't found the right fit. Now I don't know exactly, obviously, what she's looking for out of this. If she wants to be a majority owner, or you know, what's the what the the whole thing is. But again, I think it is in as much as we would say. That I think a lot of people believe that NASCAR in some ways may be going in the wrong direction. You can argue that in certain ways. But then on the other hand, when you see uh, people like Phyllis Newhouse who want to come into the sport who are not sports figures or not, you know, they're not the typical, you know, big time people that the Michael Jordans or, or Pitbulls, um, you know, I, I, I think this shows you that the business model is certainly there. Now, what's interesting to me is this. You have this whole race team alliance thing going on Mm -hmm. um, where the ownership group, and this is the group of chartered team owners, they are talking about, because they're not happy with their share of the TV money, so they're talking about now the potential of going out and running exhibition races in the, I'm air quoting here, off season, which is really about six weeks, it seems like, um, you know, and in, in, um, in, in, in kind of cutting NASCAR out. In other words, putting on their own shows to help bring in more money. Now, I don't know if any of them have ever put on a show or not. I know Roger Penske has. He owns some stuff, right? And that he owns a series. He owns Indianapolis. It's like... He knows how expensive it is to put on a show. Like, so I think what's happened here is I think I think uh, Phyllis Newhouse may be looking at all this going, I want to come in, but maybe I better wait till this is all settled down, and we'll talk more about that whole RTA thing, obviously. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to that story, even more so that's just kind of come out in the last uh, couple of days about some, some things that have happened over the during the course of the season between Michael Jordan and his team and Jeff Gordon and... There's a whole bunch of things that that kind of happened with this whole raceway team alliance thing that kind of has kind of snowballed into what what Tom just mentioned yeah. about the whole exhibition race thing. But we'll talk about that um, coming up in the, in the second hour of the show. But it's just in- interesting because you know, ten years ago, even five years ago, 
we were so we were all sitting here and we were going, man, you know, what is it going to take to get NASCAR, you know, back into the the limelight to become the number two or number three sport in the world and get new people in, invested in the sport and get new fans coming in and put butts in seats because attendance is down and ratings is down and yeah. you know we were trying to figure out all these kind of things. And then all of a sudden, just in the last, you know, since the introduction of this next gen car, we've gotten, you know, at least eight, nine new teams, whether they're full time or part time teams, but they've come into the sport. Now, the Chuck series is more competitive than ever. Xfinity is getting to the point where everybody wants to go either into the Xfinity series or even go back into the Xfinity series because it's so competitive. Um, you know, and even on the ARCA side, you know, we've got all these new kids and this new crop of, of great talent that's coming up through the ranks. And, you know, it's just a great, exciting time to be a NASCAR fan because everywhere you turn, there's always something new and exciting going on. Well, I think NASCAR is doing a lot of things right. Um, and I'm not. And then there are some things that I, I don't think I agree with, but. Here's here's the, the 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 truth at the end of all this is that the numbers are going up, the audience is getting more diverse, and there are folks looking to come in and be a part of the sport who weren't five years ago. So all that's good. What I what what I find interesting is that when someone like Phyllis Newhouse, for example, looks to come in on the cup side of the sport, which it seems that's where she wants to be. There's only 36 charters. And, you know, you look at people who want to come in and, and if, if there's no charter available and there are only a couple who apparently where the owners of the charters are willing to maybe, you know, negotiate a sale or lease, they're running about $30 million a piece and there's only 36. So I think it, there's a there's going to be a point where if NASCAR wants to grow in terms of manufacturers and get more teams in the garage area than just the 36 charters, they're going to have to either add more charters or get rid of the charters because the charters right now are holding people back. I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. would be in cup next year with Junior Motorsports, if not for the expense of the charter, which he just doesn't want. He don't want to spend that kind of money. You know, and so um, I think on the one hand, it's good that if you're holding a charter, you got a $30 million charter there. Like, that's a great big asset. But on the other hand, if you're trying to get into the sport, I think it's a great big hindrance. So I think NASCAR at some point is is they're going to have to to grapple with that issue because I don't see a bunch of new manufacturers coming in with you know, a couple of three cars that are unchartered where they don't know if they're going to make the race or not. And they don't get the bigger share of the, the purse and whatever else, right. you know? So I, I don't know. I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting conundrum that NASCAR finds itself in right now, but it's kind of a good conundrum to have. I mean, NASCAR's all about, you know, adapting to change, right? I mean, you, you think about all the things that, that have, we, that we've, that has happened in the Cup Series garage area in the last 10 or 15 years, every time something bad or something good happens, you know, we, we adapt to that change and we make necessary changes. Yeah. The charter system worked back then yes. because we only had 35 cars or right. 36 cars at a time, you know, qualifying and competing. And then even when we did have a high number, it was always for the big money races, the Daytonas, the Indy Fight, you know, the Brickyard, places like that where you would get – 42 or 43 cars, but those cars only qualified for that particular race maybe three or four times a year, and that was it. Right. 
now we've got a, a steady stream of 38, you know, 36 to 38 cars, sometimes 39 cars competing for the 38 spots or whatever that we that we run 36. on a weekly basis. 36, yeah, uh, on a weekly basis. But like you said, we've got teams out there that I'm sure are, are either looking at or wanting to expand somewhere down the road, whether it's next year or two or three years down the road. Trackhouse Racing has two cars. GMS right. has two cars. You know, Penske has three, but he swears he's never go to four. But I feel like if the right person came along and the right money came along, you'd have four, no problem. Um, but there's other even smaller teams out there that I'm sure Junior Motorsports, if he could get into the Cup Series with one car, you would think he would eventually have two if not three cars. So now we're looking at, you know, upwards of another nine or 10 cars possible in a 36 car field. So now you're looking at 46 to 50 cars, which is what we have accustomed to seeing 10, 15 years ago. And now we're getting back to that point, but there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah. That's, that's where the problem. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. By the way, I I misspoke. It's 40 cars that start. There's 36 charters. So, so I'll correct myself, but even at 40, like I said, you know, for example, GMS is fielding a part-time third car for mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson next year. Now, you know, I can't see Jimmy Johnson not qualifying for the Daytona 500, but it could happen, yeah. right? I mean, there's so, I, again, I don't see new manufacturers wanting to come into the sport without the security that the charter offers if they're going to have the charter. So I think there's eventually going to come that sort of moment of of they're going to be at a crossroads with this charter situation as to how do you handle that? Because even if you expand the starting field, like I said, no new manufacturer is going to come into the sport and accept a lower piece of the purse and, and, and not want all the benefits and the perks that go with having the charter. Um, so I don't know. It's an, it's like I said, it's a, it's a really interesting conundrum, but it's, it's, it's a positive one because it shows you that there are more people that want to come into the sport right now than there are charters. So, um, you know, it's, it's good when you've, when you've got more, uh, demand than supply. So, you know, at, at some point, I think that's going to become a bigger issue and it may happen as early as next year when they really start talking about the TV deal, because what happens with the TV deal and how it trickles down to the teams, I think is going to have a lot of effect on whether we get a lot of new teams and new manufacturers bringing teams in. I think if it's a bigger slice of the pie and it can become more fair, then I think you might see an explosion 24, 25 of manufacturers wanting to come in. Um, You know, especially if there's going to be hybrid motors, which seems almost a surety at some point in the next two to three, four or five years. Mm-hmm. It's all about t- low cost, high reward. I mean, that that was the goal of the next gen car was to create something that wasn't as was cost effective for the teams to put on the racetrack, right. but not having, you know, not have to indent the purse or, you know, make the purse lower for these guys to, to go out there and try to compete for wins and races. But from a business perspective, I mean, if you're if you're the top brass in NASCAR, you you have to love what you're seeing. I mean, your phone's ringing off the hook with people at Fortune 500 companies from New York to L.A. that want to be part of our sport, but there's nowhere for them to go to invest in because, like you said, if if I'm running, you know, if I'm a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, I'm not going to give you thirty million dollars for a car that may not see any TV time or even make the racetrack if I don't qualify for a race, quote unquote. Right. But at the same time. You know, if you go with a guaranteed team that has a charter already, then, you know, I, I guess you have a little bit more leeway in terms of who drives that car. Well, of course. 
you know, you're the one that's basically putting the race car on the racetrack, but, you know, then, then where do these other kids go when they don't have a ride because, of you know, they're, they're talented, but, you know, bad luck has hit them or, you know, whatever the case may be, they're, they're going to be out of a, of a ride. And Well, you know. I, yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying for, for a while now that you've got about four, you know, you got Kevin Harvick, um, Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, and Kyle Busch. Okay, those four. Now, Kyle will probably be around for a while. Um, I'm not sure about Hamlin. Maybe he's talking about it. I think Truex and Harvick are gone in the next two years. But you'll get to a point where basically Cup is closed because yeah. there'll be all young drivers and all the big best cars. So, you know, then you got you, you got to sit and wait. All right, we'll be right back. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm Matt Benedetto, the brutally honest NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. 
Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you. Uh, two weeks away from our, I guess that's a season finale. I don't really know if we, we don't really have seasons here, but um, I guess yearly we finale. We do, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the season take, starts in January and ends in December. In December, yeah. We yeah. take a couple weeks off yeah. and then we come back and, and start all over again. And uh, So for those of you who weren't with us at the beginning of the show, we have a, a new sort of part-time co-host that will be joining us in January, Christian Rose. And uh, um, he, he's decided to kind of put off uh, coming and joining us until the first of the year, but you'll meet him on our first show back. Well, um, he's been January. sick. So, yeah, he's been yeah, sick. Christian's all, been sick. Look, so I don't think there's anybody in in my life that I have that I know of that hasn't been sick in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, it's going around everywhere. Yeah, there's so. a flu going around. Yeah, it's 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 a flu, but it's going around everywhere. But um, we're gonna get back to talking about uh, NASCAR and, and all the news in a minute. I I have in my in my hands. Uh, I haven't been able to read it yet because Tom just handed it to me. Um, but the very first edition, the very first copy of Steering Wheel Nation magazine. And I'm, I'm anxious to open this thing and look at it. This has been uh, a project that Tom's been working on for quite some time. And uh, it's great to see that it's finally uh, finally in print and ready for everybody to see it. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, Steering Wheel Nation magazine is a quarterly print digital magazine. And we're doing a lot with a variety of motorsports that don't get a lot of other media. It's not so much about NASCAR F1 IndyCar, all that as it is about these are stories about the grassroots. This is where racing starts. So go-karts, quarter midgets, and a lot of the short track divisions, whether they race on road courses or whatever, but a lot of the, um, that basically for all of those who bust their butt and leave it all on the line just to get to the track. And, and so there's some great stories in there. We're going to have Gary Elliott back on the show at some point in early January. He'll be 50 years in 2023 with the same sponsor, Quaker State, which we think is a world record. He's got a die-cast car out um, for that occasion. He's a Canadian uh, stock car racer, 75 years old. He's had 875 straight race nights and working up to 1,000. He would be 80 years old. So that's the kind of stories that you get in Steering Wheel Nation. So it's $29.95 for four issues of the magazine. Um, you can subscribe at steeringwheelnation.com. And you'll see the big subscription box at the top of the homepage. SteeringWheelNation.com is the place to subscribe. And we'll be right back with more right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. 
They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Michael Annette. If you're not making it work on the outside, make sure you listen to the inside pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Hey, if you are a business person and you are on LinkedIn, which is the ultimate business person's platform, it is the social media for entrepreneurs and business people. If you're not on LinkedIn, you should be. But if you are on LinkedIn and you are just looking for an easier way to generate leads, get meetings, and close clients... I've got it. It's called Connected, K-E-N-N-E-C-T-E-D. It is a software that works with LinkedIn, and it is absolutely amazing um, to be able to do use LinkedIn's Boolean search just to search for, say, directors of marketing in Dallas, and then it, you bring your list up and you just export it, put it into the Connected software, and start communicating it really works. Don't believe me? Listen to Steve Schmidt, a CEO who is using Connected as we speak. Hi, this is Steve Schmidt, CEO and founder of Title. In 2021, our company was founded and on the backbone using Connected, we had 58 meetings in two months, creating $1 million in closed revenue. That is a real statistic. Uh, the reasons I love Connected, there are three. Number one is the team is awesome to work with very, very supportive. Number two is it allows our reps to engage with content and uh, meaningful things on LinkedIn while it works for you on the backside, which is extremely important and very beneficial from a time management perspective. And number three is we can actually very easily go to the dashboard and see how effective it is, not only for one person, but up to, you know, we have over 30 people on our team using it right now. So with that, I just want you to take a look at the other case studies with Connected. And literally, call me, text me, drop me a line. You can find me on LinkedIn at Steve Schmidt. Uh, my phone number, any questions, and literally put my reputation behind it. I love the team and love working with them at Connected. Okay, so 
you heard it from somebody other than me. Now, I use it. I love it. It's been very successful for me to go to getconnected.com slash steeringwheelnation, $89 a month, and you get half off their concierge service if you want that, where you get a coach, somebody to help you on your journey to set it up and start using it to generate meetings and sales. We'll be back with more right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Hour number two is your round the clock for the second hour of our show. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you. Talking about uh, all things racing, all things motorsports. We, we, we're talking about the NASCAR Awards Banquet. 
um, started talking about uh, the the charter system and, and all the things that are, are kind of going on with that. There's more to that story with the uh, Race Team Alliance, which we'll talk about here um, in a little bit. But there were some a little bit of uh, silly season news, or I guess potential silly season news as we head into 2023. Tom mentioned it earlier, Denny Hamlin, uh, being in a contract year uh, this year and in, uh, going into 2023, which means he is up for renewal. Um, he has said in recent weeks he would love to not only finish his career with Joe Gibbs Racing, but also obviously come back in 2024. A lot of that depending upon sponsorship. Um, and basically who in the Toyota pipeline is ready to take his place. Now, obviously, Denny has another team, um, his own team that he owns with uh, with Michael Jordan. Um, which is 2311 Racing, should he decide he wants to continue racing and not race for Joe Gibbs, he would have uh, another avenue to race with. But, um, I, you know, when you look at long-term sponsorships and, and drivers, we, we mentioned it with Kyle Busch last week, the 18 car and M&Ms, and, you know, you go back to Jeff Gordon and DuPont and, and Earnhardt and, and Goodwrench and sure. STP and Petty. I think it's almost, you know, the, the FedEx and Danny Hamlin are almost synonymous with each other because he, FedEx has been Danny's sponsor for so long that I can't imagine well, FedEx being in the sport without Danny. FedEx but, has been well, Danny I, Hamlin's sponsor for the entire time he's been in the sport is, pretty that much. That is very true. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Yeah. So I, it's, it's hard for me to imagine, you know, having FedEx and not Danny Hamlin or Danny Hamlin and not FedEx. I don't so. see any reason for that relationship to, to change anytime soon. FedEx... Obviously, FedEx is doing well, you know, I mean, it's it's FedEx limited options on that front. Yeah. But. FedEx gets a great deal, I think, out of the relationship that they have with Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, and and as long as Denny Hamlin wants to stay and wants to stay with Joe Gibbs Racing, I don't see any reason that that's going to change. There's there's no um, sign that FedEx is at all unhappy um, and I think given the recent circumstances and situation at Joe Gibbs racing, I would guess that you're, what you're going to see here is a bit of the closing of ranks for a year or so. Um, and, you know, everybody's going to do all they can to sort of um, bring victory and joy and, you know, and all that and have a big year in 23 Um and and rally around Joe and 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 the team. So, I don't I don't think I don't see FedEx going anywhere. You never know. I mean, we didn't think M and M's would leave, but FedEx just really. I mean, what else are they gonna do to make their brand sexy? You know what I mean? Like they're they're, you know, a lot of times now what we're seeing with sponsorship is a lot of sort of boring types of companies, IT companies. Um, you know, companies that, that are industrial or, or like FedEx is shipping, it's like there's nothing, right. you know, um, entertaining about that. This is, the, it's, it's, there's a lot of um, affinity marketing that's starting to happen. You're seeing sponsorships that are based around enhancing the fan experience and making boring companies, you know, look good or, or generating some excitement. This is a perfect case study for that. I don't see FedEx going anywhere, honestly. Um, I don't see why they would. And I don't see Denny Hamlin wanting to leave as soon as he, you know, if he's still wanting to race beyond 23, I think you'll see him stay at Joe's. It's, it's actually easier for him to be over there and not racing for his own team because it puts a different kind of pressure on you when you're an mm -hmm. owner driver than just an 
a, a driver. So I think I think right now Denny's got kind of the best of both worlds, and I think he'd be silly to give that up. It's funny when you think about like fan engagement when it comes to sponsorships because you look at like. Kyle Busch and M&M's. I mean, you know, sure. for, for fan engagement, they can go out there and hand out M&M bags, you know, all day long to 50,000 fans. What are you going to hand out if you're FedEx? A box? Well, <laughs> see, that's kind of the, like, thing. That's the point, There's though. nothing you can really do. The, the new trend in, in sponsorship is, you know, sponsors really want to sponsor fans, and they want to do something cool with the fans. And, um, again, there's a lot of these companies that are in industries that you and I don't readily deal with every day. We're not likely to want to deal with an IT company, for example. Um, Obviously, if we need something shipped, we can go to FedEx. But it's it's, um, these companies don't generate a lot of excitement with what they do. So what they look to do is create relationships with things that are exciting. So it then gives their image a little more excitement and people feel good about them. And that's really where where you're seeing the trend go in sponsorship in a lot of ways, especially global companies that are trying to build their reputation in the U.S. or their brand in the U.S. And so FedEx is the perfect example of a company that really needs something like NASCAR in order to be to be thought of as being entertaining or exciting and and for people to feel because again if if they drop out ups is not in the sport if fedex drops out then it there's no brand loyalty among the racing audience anymore see that's That's how that that's what i'm explaining about this so the the reason why fedex i think will stay is because now when most of us race fans if we need to ship something we may ship with fedex because they're taking care of our sport Mm mm-hmm Right. So if, if that's the affinity part, if if you stop sponsoring the thing that we love, we're not going to care as much about you anymore and we're not going to feel any sense of loyalty. That's true. And that's kind of where this goes. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. But I could see Denny staying at least through 24 if, if he still feels good. Perhaps FedEx needs a mascot. Maybe that's what they need. Well, you know, UPS did a great job back in the day with the big brown truck commercials. That was fun. We yeah. love the truck. We want you to race the truck when Dale Jarrett was there. So, you know, FedEx, I think, needs – I think FedEx should do something like that. You know, something that's fun, that's slightly off character, that that could be – you know, it's kind of hard because, I mean – Bless Denny Hamlin, but he's not a very dynamic person, right? He's as dry as the company yeah. is sponsoring. I mean, and so um, it's kind of a tailor-made match, those two. Um, but I think I'd like to see FedEx find some real kind of entertaining and, and humorous way to, to to change things up a little bit. Like a marketing campaign yeah. or something, especially when you're competing with places like Amazon these days. Right. Um, so another driver that's uh, kind of being looked at this this upcoming year as a is kind of a not only a contract year but you know kind of a decision making year for him is Kevin Harvick and Harvick is one of those guys that just seems to keep ticking along and ticking along year after year and and this year um, is no different. There's a lot of people that that kind of point his point their fingers at him and say, "Okay, I think it's time for you to you know st- step off in the sunset, yeah. and go on and do do something else, and you know support uh, uh, Keelan's um, racing career." Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I mean, obviously he still wants to be competitive. However, this is a year where he said he would make a decision about his future right before or sort of before the Daytona 500 and, and kind of figure out if he wants to continue racing past 2023 i think this is a 
a decision that's kind of up in the air right now. It could go both ways. I could see him deciding to step aside after 2023. There's a lot of things in his future for him. There's a Fox booth, Fox Sports booth uh, seat with his name on it, should he want it. Um, but And I think he'd be very good at it. Um, but, uh, you know, he used to be a, a team owner too. So, you know, there's always that possibility of, you know, KHR coming back to, you know, fruition somewhere down the road. Um, and, and maybe it's not a cup series ride. You know, maybe he wants to go back and, you know, run some truck races and do some different things. Who knows really what he wants now, to do. But I, I can see him. There's, uh, if you look at Keelan's driving suit, it says track house racing. There is <laughs> well, there a big go. relationship there. And Justin Marks has said, that he could see Kevin Harvick as the general manager of Trackhouse Racing when he retires. There you go. So I don't believe necessarily that he, maybe he would do the Fox thing because it's only half a year, but um, I could see him going over and being GM and, and, and helping them, you know, kind of take next steps or whatever. I think Kevin, Kevin likes that sort of a thing. Um, and I honestly would be surprised if he comes back after 23, I would be surprised. I think he's getting to the point where I, you just hear it in his voice. I don't Mm -hmm. think he's totally happy with the car. I mean, it just, it, he's, he's kind of sounding like a driver. That's really thinking that maybe this is, this could be it for him. Uh, I got one more comment. I'll talk about when we come back more of the inside pass, right? Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. 
A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hey, this is Jeff Burton, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. We were talking about Kevin Harvick before the break, and I thought of something as we were going to break. Yeah. Um, And that is, I feel like if Harvick would have had a year this, this past year in 2022 that he had in 21 and 20 when he was so dominant and winning all those races that he wouldn't even be talking about the possibility of retirement at the end of 23, but he had such a bad year this year. And, and granted, I mean, he wasn't, he didn't have a horrible year, but compared to years past, it was pretty bad for all of Stuart House Racing, except yeah. for Chase Briscoe. Um, you know, he's he's used to going out and winning all these races and being dominant. And he it was just toward the end in the chase where he really started coming along um, and it took him an entire year to figure out the new car. And, and I think that had a lot to do with his decision-making because he's, Harvick is a very competitive person. And he's one of those people that I feel like if he's not out there competing for wins every week, you start asking yourself, is it really worth it now? Yeah, and I, again, it's, I, you get to a point in your life where you have other things that start kind of tugging for your attention. Mm-hmm. And Keelan Harvick, his son, I mean, he's been out of the country racing. You know, they, they, this, this is a young man who is... He's in carts, he's in legends, he's doing all kinds of stuff. Now, I was at GoPro Motorplex over the weekend for their last round of club racing for the year, and Jamie McMurray was there with his son Carter. Now, Carter and Keelan are right around the same age, but they're 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 in two completely different places with, with where they are mm-hmm. in the racing. And it was cool to watch Jamie interact with Carter and just be a dad. And Carter is not necessarily running for wins right now. There's still, you know, he's still growing into being a race car driver. And I think Jamie is totally cool with that because it means that he doesn't have to, he can take him racing when he wants to and have fun with him. And it's not this big high stakes, high pressure. I think Keelan Harvick has already gotten to a point where now this is becoming a big deal. And I think because of that, I think Kevin it might be starting to feel like maybe I shouldn't take more me time. I should start thinking about maybe bringing my career to a close so I can then, you know, handle Keelan and become Mm -hmm. dad. And so uh, again, I have no insider information. I'm just saying that when I kind of look at the tea leaves here, I just can't imagine, and like you said, he didn't have the most successful season this year, though he came on at the end, and he'll probably be pretty good next year, But because Stuart Haas as a whole was flat for the first half, and he's going to have uh, Ryan Priest kind of pushing everybody next year. Um, I, you know, I just, I don't know if I can see Kevin doing more than another year. I just, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, but I just don't, 
think I see him coming back. I think he'll announce that this is his last year. I don't think he really has anything to, to race for at this point. He I mean, does He's done everything that he yeah. could possibly imagine to do in his career. Um, you know, so if you're to, if you're out there just taking a number one a seat away from somebody else, but number yep. two just to go out there just to be a, a presence on the on the track, you could do that in other ways. And then, like you said, if if it means stepping back and giving Keelan, Keelan the opportunity to become a you know a, a much more well-rounded racer, having his dad around for all of his races yep. and building his career, then why not step back? I mean, you know that Keelan's going to have a ride in the Cup Series when he gets to that point in exactly. his career in his life. Um, so, you know, why, why keep taking the risk and, you know, the risk versus reward starts to not outweigh itself, right. you know, when you start thinking about how old your kids are getting and that they want dad around and, you know, racing careers are taking off and things Here's like that. Here's a final so. thought on that. People forget that these drivers in NASCAR race four or 500 miles a week. It's three hours. It's not like IndyCar F1 or whatever. It's hour, hour and a half, whatever you've done. This is a 500 mile race grind every week and there's 36 of them. Yep. And I think he, you get to an age where you can still do it, but you you just don't recover as quickly from one to the next. And Kevin just started looking a little tired to me Yeah. toward the yeah. end of the year. It's probably a lot of it's frustration at performance. But again, it, it, it'll be interesting. And he's, I mean, he's not 35. Right. You know, he's mid 40s. It's, it's, you know, it gets to be that time. That's true. Um, so a couple of uh, silly season announcements that were made, yeah. uh, I guess, earlier this week. Uh, Dean Thompson, who we've had on the show before, he was a Nice driver last year, um, has has gotten recruited by uh, Tricon, which is the new TRD uh, uh, David Gilliland team. That, that is Formerly known as David Gilliland Racing. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. With uh, Jimmy anyway. Gray. Uh, so he is now their 15th driver um, that they've signed uh, this year to, to race. It seems like it anyway. <laughs> a lot of those guys in the garage area today. Um, but Tom and I were talking about it before we before we started doing the show, and I, I feel like since TRD um, or since Toyota Racing is now no longer affiliated with uh, KBM because Kyle Busch is going to go to Chevrolet this year, right? They needed to kind of you know figure out a way to up their stock in in the truck series because that's where a lot of the the talent from the Toyota TRD group is coming from is from the truck series. So they needed more more drivers and more cars, so right. they're feeding all the money to Tricon so that they can get more drivers into their development program. Um, and, and kind of get him going again, but uh, Dean's going to step into a pretty, pretty, pretty big world. I mean, I know this is still a building year for for uh, for David Gillen because Tricon is a new. No, sort it of isn't. A new, well, <laughs> it's just it's, a different name. It's building in terms of they're going to have more resources and money than they've ever had. Before. Well, yes. Um, so they're going to have to figure out quickly what to do with all those resources and money. Oh, but, they'll know. Um, they'll know. Put it, five trucks it, on it the track. Be, right, That's exactly. what you do. Um, Hopefully they don't run over each other like GMS did yeah. um, several years ago. See, but. this is where I, I wonder about things like this because, and I mean, this, I mean, absolutely no disrespect to Dean, but I haven't seen anything out of Dean's performance that would tell me that he deserves a ride like this that can win any more than, again, we love Jack Wood, but now Jack's going to run for Kyle. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you tend to think that this is funded, Right. Like there's that this is about dollars being exchanged. And so, you know, in that situation, um, now Dean Thompson can't hide anymore. Jack Wood can't hide anymore. If you're going to drive for Tricon or you're going to drive for KBM, you got to win. You got to run up front. You got to win. Now, I hope both of these young men, um, 
go out and run up front and win so we can celebrate that and say, you know what? Our fears were misplaced. But I just, it's, it's again, you can't, it, it's not going to be the equipment. You know, so if you don't win, then you know that it's you and you got to step it up. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to be interested to see where this goes. And the thing is, is I feel like there's at least one more truck that Tricon's going to announce. I could be wrong, but I, I, you know, I feel like there's another driver that's going to be announced pretty quickly as a Tricon driver. But even if not, there's five full-time trucks and sometimes you dilute the competitiveness of all of them because you have so many. Mm -hmm. I think GMS definitely went through that when they had five trucks. And that's why Tyler Ankrum and Chase Purdy went off to, to HRE. Um, you know, and, and so it's going to be interesting to see how this whole Tricon thing works out, um, and, you know, and see how Dean performs um, in, in that number five truck. Well, speaking of GMS, I know they, uh, by the time we were recording the show live, we haven't found out yet, but there is an announcement tomorrow um, from the GMS camp about the driver of the 24 truck, which Jack Wood was driving. Uh, they already have two trucks, Daniel Dye and Grant Enfinger, so they're going to have a three-truck full-time status. Yeah. Um, but no word yet on who that truck is. I tried to get uh, Leighton Sibili to, uh, to, to tell me who it was, but he wouldn't tell me. So I, I tried. I'm going to hazard guess, a guess. Okay. Okay. I'm going to hazard a guess, and it's more based on I hope that this is here's because recently Colby Howard announced yeah. that he was leaving um, uh, MHM. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so. With that, he's out of the 91 truck, but he did say there would he would have a full-time truck ride for next year. So I'm hoping that um, he went from Bill McAnally's team over to, I'm hoping it's Colby. And the reason I think there's a small glimmer of hope here is because Leighton Sabile and Colby worked together when Colby was driving Xfinity for JD yeah. Motorsports. Yeah, that's true. So I'm hoping that's it. Because I think Colby deserves a top flight ride in, in a couple of years to grow into it because I know the talent he has. I used to work with him in the late models. The kid has got it. He just has to have some consistency over time with a team. He ran one year back in the truck series from McAnally, and now if he can go to JMS and settle in for, for a couple, three years, by the time he's mid-20s, you start looking at going upstairs, and I think Colby could could do well over at GMS in that environment, and especially now with guys like Jimmy Johnson hanging around that can start you know, start giving him some uh, coaching. We, we've seen some flashes of Colby's you know, talent this past year. He's ran yes. some races up front. He was um, very consistent. Yep, but I have actually seen his name uh, on a couple of the rumor mills linked to that truck. So. Yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, like you said, we'll see um, what happens there. So um, I know we don't have a whole lot of time left. I want to talk about the Snowball Derby briefly. Um, Derek Thorne won after three tries. Um, well, more than three tries, but three three dominant tries. I was going to say, he's been trying a lot he's, longer than He's that. won. Uh, he basically had to race one the last two years in a row, but got dumped toward the end. Uh, this year, Because that's not what denied. we do. Right. Super late. Uh, this year, he was not denied. He uh, took the checker flag and uh, won. Uh, Steven Nassie finished in uh, second. Sammy Smith finished third. Casey Roderick, who, who basically won everything but the Snowball Derby this yeah. weekend, 
Um, great, talented young kid. You'll see a lot of him in the future too. Well, he's um, not young anymore. He used to was. Yeah, he, he's he, gotten he, he older, but he's he's a, what he is is an extremely talented veteran right now. That's true. Yeah, That's very he's true. he's probably thirty or more. Uh, Cole Butcher rounding out the top five uh, in the NASCAR world. Uh, William Byron was the best of them, finishing in sixth. Um, and Ty Majeski came home tenth. We mentioned uh, Eric Jones, who won a, a, a two years in a row way back when. Um, in 14 and uh, or 13 and 14, I believe. Yeah. Um, he uh, got into a wreck with Ty Majeski. He was doing pretty good and uh, ended up uh, wrecking out of the race. And a lot of the other NASCAR guys also finished outside of the top 20. So yeah. bad night for all of them. So uh, we're going to step aside here, take a break, and uh, we'll talk more about uh, racing when we come back on the Inside Pass. You think of a plumber. Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. This is Justin Lopp, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pack. Wow. 
Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Rounding the turn here for the final time, our, our last long segment of the show. I want to make mention, uh, we mentioned we're going to go on uh, holiday hiatus here uh, for a couple of weeks after next week's show. Next week is going to be a pretty cool show. We're going to not only have um, two amazing guests, uh, our buddy uh, Buddy Kofoid, um, no pun intended, <laughs> um, but uh, he is going to, uh, to join us via phone and uh, talk about uh, his season and uh, winning the USAC National Championship two years in a row, as well as his plans for, I believe, he's actually entered into the Chili Bowl as well. Of course. Um, and so, Keith uh, Coons. Uh, yeah, for Keith Coons Motorsports. Yes. And uh, so it's going to kind of be a, a Chili Bowl preview type show because not only will he be on the phone, but uh, in uh, in studio, we're going to have uh, Gavin Boucher, who is also... Uh, Boucher. Boucher, sorry. Gavin Boucher. Uh, who is going to be uh, joining us in studio, and he is going to run the Chili Bowl as well. And it's a name that... Anybody in the Charlotte area may know if you go to Millbridge. Uh, he is a, a nice racer from the Millbridge. Uh, 13 years old. Yes. Buddy is an up-and-coming driver, and Gavin is seven years younger than Buddy. Um, and uh, is well on his way. Yeah, he's been running a mix of pavement uh, and uh, dirt stuff this year, and Gavin's a lot of fun. So um, he'll be uh, young money, they call him, and he'll be, uh, he'll be on the show with us in the studio next week. I hate these teenagers. <laughs> you me so much. Um, but and nonetheless, yeah, so we'll talk about the Chili Bowl uh, with both of them uh, next week. And we're going to kind of do a really fun show. Uh, we used to do it several years ago. Uh, I called it the Tipsy Awards back then because, you know, it, I was younger back then and I thought it was a clever name. But then I realized drinking it, a lot. It, was, it wasn't as cool as I thought it was. But uh, nonetheless, it's kind of basically like your year end award shows. So, you know, best moment, you know, oh, my God, moment, driver of the year, those kind of things. Um, but we, we used to do it sort of like a poll where we would put it up on Twitter and have the fans vote. Um, but not that we don't appreciate you guys' value. And you're more than welcome to tweet your your uh, your votes to us, um, and we will share them on the show. But we're going to kind of have an open discussion about who we think each driver or each, uh, each category's winner should be. So that would be a fun little discussion show um, that we will have to end our 2022 season before we, uh, we, uh, we ride off into the temporary sunset. Um, and, and by the back. way, if you're wondering where the name Tipsy came from, it isn't about drinking, though I'm sure Randy I mean, did a share of that. It see the inside pass, T I P C Tipsy. Yeah. See that's yes. yeah, yeah. yes. And then yeah. the sports year end awards. So we do we ran out of acronyms, so we just called it. Tipsy <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, it's kind of like a play on the ESPYS. Um, you know, yes, we like ripping things off. So anyway, um, that's what we're doing uh, next week on the show. So. Um, I, I wanted to get into talking about this uh, race team alliance uh, situation. We've talked briefly about the charter system and, and all of its entities. Um, and, and this year, there's a, or I guess going into next year, there's some sort of, a, you know, I guess contract year for the TV rights deal and all the money that comes with the TV rights deal going to the various teams that are part of the race team alliance, which for those of you who don't know, race team alliance is basically all the owners in the sport. For the most part, I mean all the chartered, all owners. the chartered owners yes. of the sport, which is basically all of the major teams, yes, um, in our sport, kind of banded together and created this this race team alliance so that they would have more of a say so into the everyday workings of NASCAR. Um, so, the agreements coming up for discussion, TV deals are, are being made. Um, th- this is a, a situation where we're talking about millions upon millions of dollars, right. almost into the billions of dollars worth of TV money. That will go to NASCAR, in which the teams are asking for their fair share of the purse because this is going to help them with marketing, resources, you know, parts, costs, things of that nature. Sure. Um, but there's this uh, kind of fight between NASCAR's elite and the team's elite saying, you know, this is how much we want. And NASCAR's going, no, 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 whatever. 
So the Race Team Alliance has decided that, uh, you know, there's been some things, some discussions and some heated discussions over the course of the last year amongst some of the industry leaders in the sport, uh, mainly guys like Michael Jordan, Jeff Gordon, who is basically the uh, spokesperson for Hendrick Motorsports these days, or at least for the most part. VP. Um, yeah, VP. So Next when it comes line. to decision-making processes, they sometimes go to these Race Team Alliance uh, owners and, and ask for their opinions on things. Um, and some of the things that they've done have kind of rubbed these guys the wrong way. So they have kind of sort of made this agreement with another sort of investor group, the Wasserman group, um, who have kind of put the bug in their ear, hey, you know, you guys don't have to listen to NASCAR. You guys can kind of do your own thing in the offseason away from NASCAR. Um, and so they've kind of kicked around the idea, but what if we had these exhibition races uh, when NASCAR's not racing? So we're talking about basically between the, um, the time frame of Thanksgiving and right after the first of the year uh, because they have to gear up for, for February speed weeks uh, in, in February. Um, so we're talking about a span of maybe six or eight weeks uh, of a few races from, ex- from an exhibition standpoint. Um, that has nothing to do with NASCAR. So these are just Race Team Alliance owners, charter members who are trying to put on exhibition races with various tracks that don't have NASCAR sanctioning. So we're talking about tracks that aren't NASCAR affiliated right. or NASCAR owned. It's kind of an exhibition type of series, I guess, um, uh, outside of the conglomerate of NASCAR. So a lot of interesting things here, a lot of things to break down uh, about this situation, Tom. But I, I think obviously number one is if you look at it from a stick and ball sports type of mentality, we're talking about like the XFL or you know the the, the um, arena football, like something that happens in the the major off season of the, of a sport like that. Um, kind of going on, but uh, there's a lot of things that could happen um, with this collective bargaining agreement between the teams and the and NASCAR as we head into 2023 and 24 um, that will play a lot of role into what happens with this so-called exhibition series. Well, here is the most the most interesting and really, in my uh, opinion, delicious irony in this situation. Okay. And I was thinking about this earlier, but then when you started talking about it, it came back to me and I wanted to, so I, I was compelled to look this up. Okay. Tell me again who the NASCAR team owners, the RTA, tell me again who they hired to do their investigating it, form. The Wasserman. Okay. Now here's the funny part. Do you know where Steve Phelps was before he became the president and CEO of NASCAR. I believe he was on the board of directors for the Wasserman Group. The Wasserman Group group and the National Football League. There you go. For Wasserman Media. Mm -hmm. So, you know, basically, there's, there's, I'm sure there was no, you know, sort of plan of that. It just kind of went. But but it's funny to think about the fact that Steve Phelps, who came from the Wasserman Group, is now having to deal with a bunch of team owners who've hired the group he came from to potentially cut NASCAR out of, of some races in the offseason. Um, but moving along, um, I got to give that a bell because the irony is too delicious. That's pretty good. Um, so the, um, the, the, my opinion on this is this, is I think... First of all, I don't like the idea of this for a number of reasons. First of all, the team members, as in the guys in the shop who do all the work um, and the drivers, um, as it is, this offseason is less than two months, really. It, it's, it's, it's a month and a half, and then in January you get a little bit of time, but then you're off doing this silly thing they do at the Coliseum. So 
Um, I don't think I like the idea of, of putting these people through, and I doubt their salaries are going to go up is kind of my point. So I don't know how this is going to work from, from a logistics standpoint either because you're, you're not going to talk about probably races in the U.S. I think you're going to talk about a Brazil or you're going to talk about somewhere else where they can get a huge purse, okay, and and go put on an exhibition race, think WrestleMania 2 at the Coliseum that's happening in, in February. Um, you know, it's it's a, it, this doesn't, this makes no sense to me. You're basically poking the bear. To me, if you, you make you make that move like they did and kind of make that announcement, and basically, in my opinion, you'd better be prepared to follow through and maybe end up starting your own series because I don't see NASCAR taking this in a friendly sort of manner. This was a shot fired over the bow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you've got Tony over there with that SRX deal. Um, but I'm not so sure that Tony wants to poke the bear, even though he's, you know, obviously expressed his displeasure. He loves poking the bear. Things that NASCAR does over the years, and even this year with the Harvick uh, penalty. So I, I don't know, Randy. I just this doesn't feel comfortable to me. It the first thing I thought of when I saw the the, the report about this, which I think was in the Sports Journal, our friend mm-hmm. Adam Stern, who likes to stern up, you know, trouble. Um, sometimes because he feels good about that. But I, I feel like this this reminded me of right away I went back to the USAC IndyCar days when they, mm-hmm. the owners split and formed CART, which then became Champ Car, which sucked. And IndyCar racing has never recovered from that split. It has never recovered. It is now the third most relevant big-time series in the U.S. because NASCAR's won and F1 has come in and sold out three big events to the point of having a $1 million VIP ticket package offer at Vegas. Okay, and so uh, this is, I, I feel like nothing good comes of this unless NASCAR... <laughs> decides to just sort of, you know, bite their tongue and then, you know, we get a, a fair. So I'm not saying that the team owners don't have some sort of gripe. All I'm saying is I feel like this announcing this becoming public, um, and, you know, is is the worst thing that could happen for the RTA, because like I said, this feels like a shot over the bow and. You know, I don't think, you know, the, the article talked about, well, you got SMI over there with their tracks. They're not owned by NASCAR. I got news for you. Marcus Smith is way more intelligent than to basically tell NASCAR to go crap in their hat by scheduling any exhibition races. And if this is going to happen in, in December or January, you're not running at Loudon. Right. <laughs> you know, unless you got snow tires. Um, you know, so... SMI doesn't have any tracks really other than maybe Texas that you could hold one of these events at. So I don't know. This just doesn't feel good. It's to like me. a nanny nanny boo boo type thing. Yeah, it feels no, very almost. uncomfortable. Like, it 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 portends a potential, you know, some some real tension down the road. I don't think I like that. 
All right, we're moving on to the IndyCar series real quick uh, while we still have a little bit of time. Uh, Chip Ganassi Racing announced that Marcus Armstrong is going to drive the number 11 Honda in street and road courses in the 2023 season. Um, if that name sounds vaguely familiar, it's because he pretty much dominated the uh, Formula 2 circuit the last couple of years. He, he has four victories, eight podium finishes in the last couple of seasons there. So uh, no, no slouch uh, at all. He's a New Zealand native, 22 years old. Um, coming over to the States to run uh, in yes. uh, IndyCar next year. So exciting times and, and a great get, as you said. To, to it's me a great get for, for IndyCar. Marcus is a brilliant young talent with a lot of personality, very dynamic young kid. Um, he's going to bring, I think, a lot of excitement to IndyCar, and I hope they can get him full time. My fear is that he's on too many F1 lists. Um, but I would love to see him stay here and run IndyCar full-time because that's the kind of personality, international personality that IndyCar needs. Um, and I think I think this is a great move for Chip, and I'm really excited to see what Marcus can do, and hopefully we can find a way to get him on the show at some point. Yeah, and uh, also real quick tip, Team Penske drivers Joseph Newgarden and Scott McLaughlin are going to make their Rolex 24 debut in uh, in February. Uh, running in a uh, LMP2 prototype car with uh, Kiffin Simpson for Tower Kiffin. Motorsport. Kiffin, yeah. Yep, Kiffin. Uh, for Tower Motorsports. So yeah, again, great three car, t- three uh, driver team there. Kiffin is a real talented road racer, mm-hmm. and having those two IndyCar racers coming over and running the Rolex just adds more excitement for the fan base to watch it. I thought Scott could do it by himself. We're gonna step aside and uh, take a break, and we'll wrap it up right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. I'm Lane Castle, NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. See, great minds think alike. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. For any other, Tom Baker here with you. At the top of the show, I, I mentioned that uh, you know the the Snowball Derby is pretty much a bucket list race for a lot of drivers. Um, one of the most marquee events on the short track circuit. So, Tom, if there was a bucket list marquee item, uh, bucket list race for, the, for you that you've never attended that you'd like to someday, what would it be? Oh boy, there's a bunch of them actually. There are tons. Um, there are tons. You know, there there's a lot of them. I think. Um, First of all, I would say the Knoxville Nationals. That of would course. be the first thing. And I've never actually been to Martinsville for the late model race. So that would be another one. And uh, Modifieds at Martinsville, I have not yet seen either. Um, so that would be another one. A Oxford 250 up north in Maine would be another one. Um, my gosh, there, there are a number of races that I've not seen that I think would be fun and and. You know that's that's kind of where we're we're headed with Steering Wheel Nation is really focusing on a lot of uh, grassroots and short track and all that, and of course this show will continue to cover the big stuff because um, we love that too. But um, yeah, I I would say if I had to pick one, it would be the the Knoxville Nationals, and uh, the Chili Bowl would be the other yes. one, but not all seven days. <laughs> right. Yeah, Knoxville was is probably at the top of my list just because being a sprint car guy, a sprint car guy, that's probably top of my list. Chili Bowl, obviously. Yeah. Um, and the Snowball Derby, I think, would be fun just just based on what I've seen and heard over this past week or so. I feel like that's a huge event that a lot of uh, a lot of people would love to see. So we are going to see you guys next week to wrap up our season, and uh, you guys have a great week. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to The Inside Pass, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow The Inside Pass on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and visit theinsidepasslive.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Inside Pass. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Inside Pass. Thank you for listening.